It's just about that time of the week. Time for the weekly Weebs podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite Weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wickwicky, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Weekly Weebs. I'm your host this week, Zerio Machini, and this week we're coming to you recorded from, uh, from the dimension where it is always July 29th, 1862 in Ohio. I feel like that's a specific reference that I don't know about. It's a specific reference to this specific date, where it's this all of the time here uh-huh. in this space. See, I thought you were going to say that it's just constantly July 29th, and I was going to be very sad because it's the day before anime Iowa. <laughs> oh my god. And we've been waiting two years, I don't want to wait any longer than we have to. Yeah. Uh, it, it is the day before anime Iowa. The day and uh, 200 years before uh, anime Iowa. No mas. We're we'll out of this dimension for, as soon as possible. <laughs> There's a carriage right there. It'll take you to the next one. Let me guess. Is it go, is it go back to July 28th? You know, <laughs> they haven't told me. They just say that's the way out. Oh, fantastic. We'll find out next week, though, I suppose. Yeah, right? But for this week, I bring you guys some news. And that is that voting has uh, will be opening soon for the next Manga Awards 2021. Uh... The next Manga Awards, uh, it's the 7th annual one. Uh, We've got about 50 titles nominated for various uh, different things. It's uh, it's kind of a new up-and-coming Manga Award thing uh, in Japan uh, with over 50 different titles competing for various different, uh, you know, categories. Fun. Yeah. So that would be sweet. Um... It, it, uh, you'll be able to vote until uh, July 2nd on different uh, manga titles. I believe that. Voting all those mangas I haven't read. Yeah. Yep. But if you do read manga, you can vote for it right. until July 2nd. Nice. Yeah. And then next to me is. Hello, everyone. Crimson here. Uh, my news today is about a thing I actually stumbled upon just randomly. Final Fantasy IX is getting an animated series. Uh, they're going to start working on the production roughly end of this year, beginning of next year. Um, from what it looks like, they're going to be it's going to be an animated series based on uh, or based for eight to thirteen year olds. Don't know I why. Thought you, I thought you meant like Final Fantasy eight to thirteen. I'm like <laughs> Jesus. No, it's just Final Fantasy eight, which or no, excuse me, nine. Final Fantasy nine. Which, that's a really weird game in the series to focus on, but it it probably will... It's, it's probably going to help them with some of their more not-so-recognized games. I'm pretty sure Nine's got Vivi in it, so... That means nothing to me. I've never played any of the Final Fantasy. Gotcha. I just know Longsword Boy and uh, Cloud. <laughs> Sephiroth and Cloud. Yeah. But, yeah, uh... I'll probably get more information on that as it gets closer, but uh, to next to me. And wrap it, rounding it out, because we are sans wiki tonight. Again. Once again. Um, I miss you. He's, he's back in the home dimension. 
Um, but to a lot of people's happiness, that this is Frenchie, that's the what's all a lot of people's happiness. Um, but to some happiness, some dismay after watching the first couple of episodes, the record of Ragnarok finally dropped on Netflix after months of speculation and when it was going to come out. I've been ready for this series from the moment I read that it was getting a series because the entire premise is gods fighting against humans for the fate of humanity. First to seven wins out of 13 battles. If the humans win, they get to exist for another thousand years. And they're all fights to the death. There's no fucking like leaving anyone. No, it's fights to the death. And it's in the afterlife for the humans, so it literally destroys their soul and they cease to exist. Oh, shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's killing gods, too. Right. Yeah. Um, It's had some... Mm, feedback. It's, That's it's, true. It's had some mm, feedback. I haven't started at all yet, yeah. but I've seen some reviews. I've watched a couple episodes, and it's all right. You should, the character designs are really cool. I love some of the character designs. But one of the character designs, and that brings me to my official news, is that Record of Ragnarok dropped in pretty much every country except Netflix India because of the depiction of um, Shiva. Oh. On there, they decided to pull it. He, I think he looks fucking dope, but I could see how it could be, you know, offensive yeah. to their religion. Um, they did not drop Record of Ragnarok in India, and I think there's probably a lot of people around, you know, the U.S., Japan, who are kind of wishing they didn't drop it at all <laughs> because uh, there have been a lot of backlash about the animation, and I can kind of get it at points. There's a lot of just exposition and flashbacks too. But, I don't know, I think it's kind of fun. The pacing's a little off, but overall, I, I still enjoyed the series of the little bit I've watched of it so far. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, Record of Ragnarok. Not dropping in India, but is dropping in America. If you want to check it out, it's on Netflix. Hell yeah. I mean, I will check it out. Uh, but uh, I'm excited to at least see what all those reviews are about, mm-hmm. and where I end up leaning on that. Yeah. Um... But yeah, uh, and then this week is a very special week because uh, we have we have a guest today. We have uh, artist Victor Koo. Uh, feel free to introduce yourself, Victor. Well, hello everyone. My name is uh, Victor Koo. <laughs> Thank you for having me here, guys. And uh, yeah, I go by the artist name of uh, Mighty Pegasus. So either way, you can call me Victor or Mighty Pegasus. I'm going with Mighty Pegasus. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Right? <laughs> Mighty Pegasus it is. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to make it short, but uh, I couldn't. You know, I had to have Mighty in front. So. I, yeah. You don't want to be called the Mighty Peg. That would give people some wrong ideas. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I tried to go at first Mighty P, but, you know, I, I felt like, oh. you know, people might think it's just like Patrick or something. So, <laughs> might as well be the whole name, you know. Fair enough. I, I think Patrick might be one of the better things that they might mistake it for. Yeah. Uh, uh, my first thought was Mighty Penis. <laughs> and then we're right back to Mighty Peg. Yeah. Right. You don't want them to assume anything. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think uh, I think Mighty Pegasus is definitely a win there. For oh, the yeah. Um, so, how did you get into the, uh, art, the art industry, I guess I could say? Like, what got you going? Well, um, in, I think it was 2017, uh, well, at the end of 2017, um, 
that I was uh, I saw I saw this artist on YouTube named uh, Christopher Keiko, and all he did was doing art going convention to convention all around the country, you know. And um, I, I watched all his video, and uh, he just very inspired me, like you no, know, really inspired me to to start drawing again, you know. Like I started drawing when I was uh, when I was pretty young, I would say maybe six, seven, and I kind of stopped after like high school, you know. And uh, I think I think even before that, beginning of high school, I started I stopped drawing. And uh, for the longest, I just, just haven't, you know, I just didn't draw. And uh, watching him just kind of like brought this, uh, I don't know, just that it just brought all this thing back inside me. You know, like I want to draw again. I want to do things like that. I want to create things that uh, that people like. You know, and uh, uh, watching his video, I thought, you know, it's it sounds, uh, it looks, it looks easy enough that I can do. You know, so um, I started drawing again. That's pretty much what happened you know i just just kind of just kind of out of nowhere you know plus around that time i was kind of i was in a in a place in my life where you know i was wondering about what i wanted to do for the rest of my life you know i had a job but i didn't really like it um i think i was working at that time i was working at a i kept switching from job to job i think i was at a at a call center at the time and uh you know i just Sure, you made money to to pay for the rent and all that, but I wasn't too happy, you know. Right. And I thought, you know, if I can make art a living and enjoy every day, then why not, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I've been going through your your Instagram, uh, looking through some of your art pieces. You've got some amazing pieces from the the couple of uh, portraits I <laughs> see you have here. My favorite one, I think, might be this uh, this Green Lantern one. Oh, the John Stewart. Uh, yeah, the John Stewart Green Lantern because. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh man, it's beautiful. I think my favorite yeah, art that you, I think my favorite piece that you've ever done is the one that I bought from you about two years ago in Minneapolis. Was the uh, this giant Super <clears throat> Smash Brothers one? Yes, <laughs> that's still my yes, favorite yes. one to this day. I have it hanging up in the middle of the wall in my uh, basement where all my anime <laughs> and nerd stuff is, like in my man cave. I love it. Yeah. Uh, also a big fan of your Broly piece. Oh yeah, that Broly piece is really cool also. Oh, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah you know, that means a lot to me. The the Smash Bros was like, you know, what's crazy about that one is my first big, uh, like, collage project, you know. Because uh, like the guy I mentioned, the artist, Christopher uh, Geico, that's what he does, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing I learned from him is, you know, he always talk about on his vlog, like, if I'm going to make a piece of art, you got to make it uh, so that it stands out compared to all the others, right? You know, when you go to a convention, a lot of the artists, they like to do, like, uh, one or two guys on one, you know? And uh, it's kind of like, you, you see that a lot, so it's, it gets very, like, a, like selective in a sense, right? But not everybody uh, put a whole universe in one piece, you know? Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons, because, you know, for artists, it takes a, a lot of work and a lot of time. They are worried about just making as many print as they can. Uh, but if you take the time to make one giant piece and put all of that universe in one piece, you know, then uh, it'll stand out compared to others, you know. So I uh, really wanted to make uh, the Smash Bros, you know, uh, ultimate, you know, all the characters together because, you know, I'm a big Smash Bros guy, you know, and uh, I just love the game, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, that one is very, you know, it, it holds a, a very, you know, special sure place in my heart. So, also kind of looking through your Instagram, I think the post that I've enjoyed the most was the uh, 
One for the Autumn Snyder Tribute Fund. That can you kind of talk about that a little bit? But uh, helped raise money for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that that is a very special one for me too because uh, uh, I'm a big Zack Snyder fan, and uh, not only that, when I found out that uh, you know, uh, for, so long story short, for a lot of people who don't know, in 2017, Zack Snyder uh, lost his daughter to you know due to suicide. She committed suicide, and uh, and uh, he had to step uh, away from uh, the movie and never finished. Uh, the movie that he intended to to do, you know, uh, and uh, so a lot of fans uh, have been petitioning and supporting him also with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And uh, one thing that uh, attracted me to that is not only I was a fan of Zack Snyder, but I experienced in my life, uh, uh, you know, I had friends who were very close to committing suicide that had mental health. Uh, I was in the, in the Navy for uh, uh, six years and I had a lot of friends that had mental health that were that came really close to, you know, uh, do something bad. And so that to me really, um, it really spoke to me, you know, because I care about people that are close to me and uh, I wanted to help that cause, you know. So uh, when, you know, the, uh, the opportunity, you know, you know, uh, kind of, you know, happen, you know, I, and Zach was very, you know, active into it. I just, I just figured, you know, I want to do that. I want to do something with my art that can, you know, that can help others, you know, uh, because ultimately, you know, I, at that point, I didn't really mind if I made any money with my art. I just wanted to, to, uh, you know, support the cause with my art. And that to me was enough. So, um, yeah, you know, we, um, I did uh, quite a few things, you know, I, uh, I worked with a website called Ink to the People, and all I did was basically create a design, and they do all the work, um, and uh, the money went directly to the uh, foundation, and uh, so that's pretty much all I did, you know, I just created uh, the art, and I, I uh, you know, um, yeah, that's about it. That's amazing, yeah. I mean, first yeah. of all, thank you for your service for our country. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, thank the you. picture that you drew is absolutely stunning. Yeah, the one that you actually drew of Autumn, we found that on there as well. Did you actually present that to uh, Zach and his wife? Yes, yes. So, um, so I started, I, I drew it the second... Well, not the second, but probably a couple of days after I found out that uh, uh, that he announced me as the, the winner of the fan art contest. And I, I kept it to myself. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell Zach until uh, the day I showed up uh, to the behind the scene. And uh, right, right when we were uh, uh, wrapping up and uh, saying goodbye to, uh, you know, all the cast, you know, and crew, uh, I gave it to uh, Zach as I told him, you know, uh, if you have a minute, I would like to to give you something and I think the fan would love to see it too and he did not know uh, what it was and uh, you know uh, that's when I recorded uh, the little short video where I give it to him you know so uh, that meant a lot um, and I'm very happy they loved it you know and uh, you know I wish I wish that uh, you can see the video I wish uh, we didn't live in a time of uh, you know a pandemic because um, I feel like I couldn't even I couldn't even shake his hand I couldn't even you know hug them or anything so right. I feel like uh, mm-hmm. you know that's the only thing that was like you know that a little disappointing but I'm glad that they they loved it yeah and, uh, that's the most important you know yeah well yeah. that's incredible <laughs> that you did that and fifty over fifty thousand dollars raised for that was 
That's in, that's amazing. Like yeah, that's, words can't even describe that. That's such a big act of kindness for someone that was going through such a hard time in their life, especially someone who you know who was also working on one of the biggest movies that was supposed to be coming out. And a lot of people in like fan bases and stuff don't necessarily understand uh, kind of what happens with those people outside of movies, but. When something like this happens, and you know, you, someone like you step, you know, steps up for that initiative, it really, you know, gives people that insight of what's really going on, and that's incredible. Uh, it also helps bring awareness that those things even that those systems and foundations even exist. It makes it so more people hear about those. So when they're able to help out even more down the line, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, kind of going, kind of going back a little ways about uh, we got uh, we were talking about some of your artwork, and uh, I know that we were uh, talking. You mentioned Smash Bros earlier, um, and how you play that a lot. Yes. Uh, who's your main in Smash Bros? I'm curious. Who do you mostly play as? <laughs> Yeah, currently my main is Mewtwo, because uh, they, yes. they made so much improvement into uh, uh, with Mewtwo and Ultimate that uh, I loved it. Uh, everything that uh, he should have been in the previous game, they, they fixed it on this one. I mean, besides the tail um, hitbox, but uh, yeah, Mewtwo is just my main right now. I, I only play him. I don't even play as much because of work and my kids, but you know, every time I get to play, that's the only character I play. So he's my main right now. Nice. Uh, I am a big lover of <laughs> yeah. Mewtwo myself, so I, I totally get it. He's my favorite Pokemon, and he's one of my mains in Smash Bros. Yeah. as well. Frenchie's over on your page still looking at some of your artwork. I think he fell in love with your Aquaman one real quick. <laughs> I, mean, I, I literally put my hand over... I play a lot of uh, Link and Pikachu, but... Uh... <laughs> I literally just put my hand over my Trident, which is right above my heart, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Frenchie just showed me that crossover uh, art piece that you made of Mewtwo mixed with M. Bison, and that's amazing. Mewtwo is my favorite Pokemon, and he's a big main for me in Smash Bros. That was an amazing piece. My jaw kind of, they they watched it kind of hit the table uh, when he showed it to me. Yeah, the Mewtwo with Bison is, uh, uh, is one of my favorite, because, uh, you know, Mewtwo is also my favorite Pokemon, and... Uh, I was trying to figure out, you know, what other fighting game, uh, you know, I can cross over with with Mewtwo, and you know, um, I thought about Street Fighter because I like Street Fighter, and you know, Bison, you know, he's a got psycho power, so you know, I was like, I was like, it, it matches perfectly, so you know, I, that one right there kind of just, uh, I wasn't sure how to position him at first, but uh, do you remember that old Pokemon Stadium game, you know, where Mewtwo at the end of the game you you have to fight him, and there's a background picture of him like that. Uh, just you know, crossing his arm, and you know, I thought that picture was super cool. So I thought yeah. something like that, crossing you know, as a bison, you know. So yeah, that's how I came up with the idea for that one. But uh, in general, I like doing crossover. You know, mixing work together. I think is very cool. Yeah, yeah. it really is. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, what are some of the things that kind of give you the inspiration for some of your crossovers? Um, very random. You know, a lot of times. Depends on on the mood and what I'm I'm watching at the moment, you know. Uh, and uh, I actually I think the last crossover I did I can't remember what it was. It's uh, 
uh, it was another Pokemon because I like using Pokemon. Oh, it was the I think the uh, I don't know if you saw my uh, my Inosuke uh, Primate one. I did. I saw that. I so, didn't yes. see that. Oh my god! Yeah. I was fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me find it again. Yeah, you know uh, when I watched Demon Slayer, I thought Inosuke was so funny. Oh, that's so and, great. And uh, his head reminded me a lot of Primate. You know, somebody <laughs> made me do a Primate. You know, and uh, that's what I did. That's the last one I did. And. Uh, uh, actually, no, I like right after that, I did the uh, the Lucario family uh, that does the Kamehameha. Yeah, that one that was one. amazing. I'm pretty sure I've seen that yes. at a con, too. It's probably him. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've seen you at a con then, because I know I've seen that picture before. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, speaking yeah, of... Recently, I was at uh, uh, Annie Minneapolis. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, continue. You were in Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah, it was in uh, Anime Minneapolis, so you probably seen it there. That's the first time I, I uh, uh, exhibit uh, that one uh, at a show. So that one was like a, a last-minute show. I was, I didn't even know I was at uh, Anime Minneapolis, and they, they sent me an email. They said, "Hey, you know, you're in the show." So I'm like, "Okay, sure, let me go." <laughs> <laughs> let me get my play ticket. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, spe- right speaking of Comic Cons. Um, I I know uh, we talked earlier. You said that you weren't planning to go to too many this year because of COVID and everything like that. Um, but next year you plan to go to quite a few of them. Uh, what's a, con- a moment at Comic Cons that uh, has stuck with you that you remember? Like, what's a good moment from a Comic Con that you uh, got to experience? Oh, that's very easy. Uh, it was my first convention, my first big convention. It was a uh, Wizard World in Madison in 2018 uh, the reason why that one really uh, like is very memorable to me is because at that show it was uh, like I said it was my very first big one and all the well not all but most of the uh, young customers that came uh, to my table they were very inspired and and, uh, and they all asked me you know how I got started into uh, you know into the art business and all that and uh, to me it was I was like uh, it meant a lot because technically I'm not even in the art industry right now. I just I'm just doing convention, but for them, you know, they love my art enough and thought that I was already you know a professional artist. That meant a lot. And a couple of them uh, uh, on that show uh, really uh, like they follow me. And they continue to follow me and leave me comments here and there. And uh, they they ask for advice. You know how to to start becoming an artist. You know and uh, that to me. Uh, uh, it's the most important, you know, as an artist, uh, in my journey, I I hope to just motivate others to just, you know, do, uh, follow their dream, you know, do what they want to do, but it's just, you know, any any form of art, music, uh, photography, or anything like that, so being, being asked this kind of question to me uh, was very special, and it was the first time I was asked that, and I was just a beginner, to me, uh, you know, it's... I don't know if you know what I'm trying to say. You know, it's like has this thing where you know you're like, oh wow, I can't imagine that. Yeah, I can, yeah. I, can, I could never imagine people asking me this kind of thing. You know, I'm just a regular guy. You know, and uh, here I am, and all these young artists asking me all these questions, and I feel special. You know, so that to me was very uh, memorable. You know. Yeah, that's so, yeah, awesome. Answer the question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't blame it. That would be a big moment for anybody at that point. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also love how quick you were on the drive for yeah. that. Like, oh, what's your favorite moment? Not yeah. even a problem. <laughs> that's a good moment, too. I, that's amazing. 
Uh, other than yeah, you uh, know, I think usually the the first kind of impression like that is always the best. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I was about to ask. Other than Zack Snyder, um, was there somebody else that you've met like in the entertainment business that uh, like was a big like kind of fanboy moment for you? Uh, big fanboy moment. Uh, I met I met Greg Bulo, but it was very brief, so I didn't get to talk to him a lot. Uh, but it was like you know one of those legends out there. Uh, but I wouldn't. I wasn't uh, like in the wow, wow, you know. But I wish actually my uh, when I met him, I wanted to him to to take a minute and and give me some good critics. But he was so busy, you know. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I gotta run, and uh, I gotta rush. I don't want to make people wait, you know. So I didn't really get to talk to him a lot. But that's the only uh, uh, like uh, big artist I met so far, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a convention, I'm always so busy, and a lot of time I'm by myself. So I never get to meet uh, the legends, you know. So I got very lucky that one time I met Greg Capullo, and I barely got to to talk to him. So uh, I don't think I had that moment, that big fanboy moment yet. Ah. So as an artist, have you ever had anyone come up and ask to use your artwork in anything big, or even just something as simple as like ask if they can get a tattoo of it done? Oh yeah. Uh, well, um, not not for a tattoo, but they uh, there was a. Uh, a person from Australia who runs a, uh, uh, I think it was a comic store or a toy store or something like that. And uh, he's a big fan of the Zack Snyder also. Uh, he's part of the movement. He asked me if it would be okay for him to use my uh, my big dark side, you know, project uh, to use over there and you know, sell as a print, you know, because he, he has his own printing, you know, service. And uh, they could they could print it, and we could come up with like a contract so that you know I know how many sales they make. Um, so that would be yeah, that was the first time actually that uh, somebody asked me to use my art, you know, for something like that. And um, uh, I didn't get, I didn't, we didn't go through with you know, the the whole uh, thing, but uh, you know, it, it was it was pretty cool. Nice, that is really cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got quite a following just on Instagram. I think it was almost 1,500 subscribers or close to, or followers. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm very, uh, I'm very surprised myself. I still wonder how I got that sometime. <laughs> hey, pe- people love art, man. <laughs> they really do. That's true. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned you have kids. Outside of just your artwork, what do you normally do, you know, for fun with your family or just in general uh, by yourself? What are, what are your go-to hobbies? My go-to hobbies are uh, weightlifting or just any kind of workout, you know, uh, and uh, playing video game and playing with my kids. That's, that's about the only thing I do besides drawing, you know. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all I do. What game are you currently playing? Uh, right now, Smash Bros. a lot. Uh, well, not a lot, but anytime I get the chance to, that's the only game I play at the moment because uh, the reason why is because the other game I play, uh, I, I used to play a lot, is uh, Final Fantasy fourteen online. And the only reason why I had to stop is because I know that if I get back into the monthly subscription, I will have no life and no yeah. art will get done. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I have to get off uh, this kind of game, you know. But I love that game, you know, and... Uh, uh, sometimes I like to uh, like the uh, if I know a game is like 
short or like is 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 it has an ending and no other DLC like the Resident Evil remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll buy that game and I'll play until I'm done. Uh, and I kind of rush for it, you know, like maybe it'll take me a week to get everything, and, and then I'll stop, you know, because I know it won't get me addicted to to play longer, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I picked this kind of game on purpose, you know. So, but yeah, other than that, Smash Bros is the one I'm always on. Gotcha. Smash Bros is the perfect yeah. <laughs> game for pretty much however much time yeah. that you want to spend playing a game. Mm-hmm. Oh, I only I can only spend like ten minutes playing a game. I can get a round or two in. Yeah. Oh, I want to play for a few hours. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I can do that too. We'll have to play together sometime. I want to see how good exactly. your Mewtwo is. <laughs> he just wrecks you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not that good, you know, but uh, he says that but it's so crazy because when I play Smash Bros online. I, I can't even get to the past the, the 6 million TSP, you know, so that's, you know, I'm not that good, you know, I just love playing with Mewtwo, that's it. I think the highest I got was with Sephiroth, I think I got, uh, I think it was either 3 or 4 million, or close to it, but that's because, like, as soon as Sephiroth came out, I just started just spending hours and days getting good with him. <laughs> Cause. Yeah, well, see, that's good, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is that you would not be a big fan of, like, the Dark Souls games that just kind of suck you in forever. <laughs> well, uh, not... Not, a, not that I'm not a big fan because I'm actually a big fan of Dark Souls game you know Dark Souls Bloodborne this kind of game I love them but they it's just like you said they suck so much time out of me that yeah. I have to you know to make the sacrifice not to play them so a lot of time you know what I do with this kind of game man, I just you know I listen to people on Twitch or, or YouTube you know and they just run through the gameplay and it makes me feel like I played it you know so For that's sure. the only thing I can do <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely understandable because that's one of those yeah. types of games that you can spend a lot of time not really getting anywhere. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so I gotta ask, as an anime podcast, we gotta know, are there any anime that you either grew up watching, have watched as an adult, or anything that, you know, because obviously you've got some great, we the uh, all or a one-for-all picture with uh, Bakugo and Midoriya, I yes. absolutely love as well as your Broly, and you already mentioned the uh, uh, crossover with Lucario and uh, the Kamehameha. But are there any anime that you've watched and loved throughout your life that uh, have kind of inspired any of your art, or just in general you've enjoyed? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, obviously, you know, from uh, looking at my art uh, portfolio, you know, you can tell I'm a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z. Obviously, the muscle type, the way I draw them, uh, even the faces, you know, it's very inspired by that and I'm also a big fan of uh, an anime called uh, Saint Seiya or also known as uh, Knight of the Zodiacs you know Saint uh, and, uh, those were my yeah <laughs> those were my biggest inspiration you know uh, and uh, like I said you can really tell how I take that inspiration from in my art and it, it has a twist of a of a Jim Lee type because Jim Lee is my uh, all time favorite comic book artist you know so a lot of the time like you'll see like the way I do the body is kind of like anime but then when I get to the face and the eyes it's kind of like closer to a comic book style like Jim Lee you know because I'm a big fan of him and uh, I've been trying to like you know um, do some of the stuff that he does and trying to incorporate it in my style you know so um, yeah you know those I'm trying to think of any other anime uh that grew up with, but I can't I can't think of anything bigger than these two Dragon Ball Z and Knights of the Zodiacs. 
Fair enough. I mean, Dragon Ball Z is like a huge, huge inspiration one for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, life is definitely not out of the ordinary call. Hi. I have yet to watch yeah, like absolutely. a lot of Dragon Ball Z, if any. Uh, I actually started my anime quest with uh, Soul Eater. Gross. That is an interesting like first anime. Yeah. Though. Yeah, but with Soul Eater, like I think I just stumbled upon it one day, and I was like, "This has a cool name. It looks pretty interesting." And I started into it, and then the intro theme was like what hooked me into it. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of like you know what he t- with Mighty Pegasus talked about with his art that. Kind of anything can get you into a world that you fall in love with pretty quickly. And uh, I think one of the great things about anime is there's so many different art styles. There's so many different genres. There's so many different stories that there's a series or genre for every single person out there. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's about that time. We're going to jump into some you know, ner- classic nerd arguments that uh, we try to do with a lot of our guests, if that's cool with you. Yeah, let's do it. Alright, so I know you didn't name a lot of anime, but um, the classic argument is Japanese with English subtitles or the English dub. Do you have a preference when you've watched anime, sub versus dub? Yeah, Yeah, actually I cannot watch uh, an anime in English dub. It has to be original with with English subtitle. It has to, I don't know why. I just can't do it. <laughs> you and Wiki would get along great. Yeah. <laughs> I already feel like they'd be good friends if they, if they got together. They'd work out, watch watch subbed anime. <laughs> he, Wiki was in the Navy, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd be such good buddies. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, um, it's weird. I just can't do it. <laughs> no, that's all right. Okay, so second question for you. Are you a book slash manga reader or you are a movie slash anime watcher? Which you prefer, book movie or manga anime? Uh, lately, I've been more of a uh, uh, watching anime. Uh, the reason why is because I draw, so I can't really read. But uh, back then, I was big on the manga. I, I always wanted to read it more than uh, watching it. I had to switch, you know, the past couple of years because you know, drawing and reading doesn't go together. So a lot of time, I have to. You know, listen to it and watch it instead. And that's actually a unique perspective because that's the first time anyone's probably picked the anime because a lot of people always feel that stuff gets left out. Mm-hmm. But from your, you know, visual ideas, it kind of it makes sense that yeah. yeah. And uh, I understand why people pick that too because, like I said, originally I would pick the manga, but because uh, it's happening where. Uh, I can't think of any anime, but since I'm already I'm always watching it instead of reading it, a lot of my friends would be like, "Oh man, they didn't even do it the way the manga did," you know. And I'm like, "Oh, well, I don't know, I don't read it," you know. So, so it's it's weird to be on the other side of that, uh, you know, conversation because before it used to be like, "Now nah, I don't watch it, just read it," you know. Now I'm on the other side of the conversation. It's it feels different, you know. And you don't so, have yeah. to worry about spoilers as much if you read the manga. Because you're yeah. the one who has all the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And then, what is the case for you with you know reading a book or watching a movie? Reading a book or watching a movie, or watching a movie for the same reason. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. much more that visual experience versus you know reading. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. especially more so between a, a book and a movie. Yeah, because with the book, it's entirely just your mind's eye. Let's see, yeah. I'm the opposite because, like, on the manga slash anime, it's like 
in the manga, there's pictures of the exact same thing I'm going to watch. I might as well just watch it with animation, especially for big fights. Yeah. On the book, I kind of always liked letting my own mind create mm -hmm. the world, mm -hmm. but I will still always watch the movie, except when they fucking ruin the movie. Yeah. Which uh, usually happens. Yeah, I the same. Yeah. You know, I think there's only one time, I don't know if you guys remember, there's only one time I think that the anime did it better than the manga. Uh... And it was in uh, it was in the Naruto Shippuden uh, manga. You know when uh, Naruto is fighting Pain, and he gets angry at uh, Pain that uh, you know he thinks he Pain killed Hinata. You know, and he yeah. gets angry. I think the, the this is the first time they did, they did it better in the anime because they took it slightly longer and they made it very dramatic. In the manga, it was like a couple pages and then bam, you know. So uh, I think that was the only situation where you're like, oh, I actually you want to watch it instead of reading it, you know. That's fair. Yeah. Naruto was yeah. the first uh, manga that I read seriously because Toonami got cancelled when it was when I was in mm. maybe middle school. Uh, when oh, yeah. when the manga was still ongoing. Um, mm. So I definitely know what you mean from that. Especially with uh, that pain fight with its animations kinda crazy. Uh, yeah. and sometimes a little all over the place. But that is my favorite uh, fight in the series because he's one of my favorite villains in anime ever. Yeah, yeah, same for me. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> See, me and you, we got pain. We got Mewtwo. We're yeah. on the same wavelength. Can we get a pain Mewtwo crossover? Ooh. You know what? Now you give me an idea. I might do it down the line. You know, I got a lot of project right now, but I'm if that happens, wait, could you tag us in that? <laughs> wait, Mewtwo yeah, with absolutely. the Rinnegan. Yeah. Mew <laughs> Rinnegan Mewtwo! <laughs> the world shall know psychic. <laughs> uh, okay, so now moving a little bit further away from anime, more into, like, kind of more specific arguments. Um, growing up, were you ever a Star Trek or Star Wars fan? Uh, <laughs> that was a funny one. I was getting to an argument with my friend because I'm neither. Ooh. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, growing up... Uh, I uh, I saw Star Wars first, and I I didn't like it. I I uh, actually I thought not because it was dark and and and, uh, and all that you know because I actually like dark stuff, but I just for some reason yeah, I didn't like it. And uh, Star Trek I saw, and uh, it's funny because I was telling my friend that like Star Trek, I think the first movie I saw was uh, uh, what was that one? Um, I forgot what it's called. But anyway, uh, I saw the, the one of the movies in there with Patrick Stewart. And uh, I think that was my favorite. And I was like, this is better than Star Wars, you know. But I'm still not into Star Trek. Uh, so so I don't know. It's kind of weird because I liked it better than Star Wars, but I'm not into it, you know. Mm -hmm. So Fair. I was like, yeah, you know. And so I never really got into both universes, you know. But mm -hmm. if I were to compare, I think uh, they kind of the same. They fall into the same spot, you know. Fair enough. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, were you a Harry Potter fan at all? No. No, which is weird because I'm huge wizard and magic fan. You know, I love magic. Like when I play an MMO game, I always play the the, the caster. So it's so same, weird. I'm same not, here, uh, man. Uh, Harry Potter fan. It's so weird. Yeah, I'm all about the spell sling as well. Like if you yeah. put me in a in a D and D game, I almost yeah. always have the I'm always almost always the either the healer or the spell slinger. Hope will always be my favorite, and his Mason hand. Yeah, his Mason hand. <laughs> yeah, that's my tiefling cleric. 
Well, that kind of gets rid of my other question was, uh, which Harry Potter house were you? <laughs> oh, that's fair. So say what? Which Harry Potter house? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you when I asked if you were a Harry Potter fan. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know, because I, I don't think I got past or a second movie. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The third one's <laughs> arguably the best. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you seem like a Hufflepuff man, I think, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd give it a try again, you know, but uh, for some reason it didn't click back then, so. Yeah. What about Lord of the Rings? <laughs> yes, yes, I uh, love Lord of the Rings. Yes. Great. Do you like Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit more? Which movie group? Uh, it's hard. Um, because some of my friends don't like The Hobbit. I don't know why, and uh, I like I like both, but I will say the original Lord of the Rings better for sure, uh, just because you know they kept everything so practical and uh, less CGI, you know, and and uh, I don't know, I just I just love the original, you know. Um, so you know you do a lot of DC drawings. We've also seen some Marvel ones. Are you a bigger Marvel fan or a bigger DC fan? Uh, bigger DC. And yes! nothing, like, against, nothing against Marvel, because I love both, uh, but more DC. You know, that's what I grew up with. My thoughts with, like, the whole DC-Marvel debate is Marvel does a great job with movies, and, like, mm-hmm. they really get my attention. But just something about the DC world, it just sticks really well with me. Marvel did a great job creating a cinematic universe. Yep. DC right. did better everything else. Except for the movies. Who, who's your favorite uh, DC character? Favorite DC character? Yeah, Superman. Well, easy. Superman. Uh, as far as the, as far as the hero, uh, more like the anti-heroish kind of sometimes villains. Uh, it would be uh, Atrocitus, Red Lantern. Oh yeah, oh. that's yeah. that's a good pick. I'm a big yeah. uh, Justin Reiner guy myself. The, oh, yeah? the green slash white lantern. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think the lanterns are a lot of time underrated. Uh, you know the way they they uh, portray them, uh, so that's why oh. I like them. Yeah. I love the lanterns. Mm. Yeah. The, the the Blackest Night uh, series is uh, one of my favorite comic series. Oh man, me too. I have the uh, I have the comics at home, man. I love them. Nice. Yeah. So, on the flip side of that, who's your favorite Marvel hero and villain? Uh, favorite Marvel hero? Uh, that's a tough one because. I don't really have a favorite one, but the one that stands out the most for me is not actually a hero, it's a bad guy, it's Onslaught. Onslaught? Yeah, Onslaught and, uh, and uh, Magneto, those two are my favorite, but they're not really hero, they're just like anti-hero villain, you know? Right. That's fair. Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, uh, Magneto because I just love his power, metal power, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's super cool, you know, even, even when I watch the... Uh, the uh, the Avatar. I don't know if you guys watch, but the Earthbender are the best because they can metal. Yes. I don't know something about it. I like you know. Yeah. Yeah, metal controlling metal. I like that. And then last question for you for the the nerd questions: If you could be a Pokemon starter in any region, who would your first starter be? It has to be one of the starters, not just Mewtwo or any Pokemon. <laughs> okay, so if I had to be a Pokemon, right? It, it has to be one of like, one of the fire, water, or okay. grass starters. Okay. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, I'm a big fire starter uh, guy. Most of the time, I pick the fire uh, starter, and uh, to me, it would probably be Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil, good yeah. choice. That is a good choice. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's the only pure fire on the, the stage, on the third stage, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I think I'll go with him. 
I thought for sure he was going to go the basic route and pick Charmander or even like uh, Chikorita. I, I, I was I was hoping for for Torchic, but Cyndaquil is also great. Yeah, Cyndaquil yeah, yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, kind of wrapping up now. Uh, anything you'd like to uh, you know plug or talk about? Um, shout out while uh, we still have you. Um, no, no. I just want to thank you guys for you know inviting me. Uh, inviting me to your podcast, you know, it's been a, it's a great pleasure for me, you know, and uh, uh, I hope we can do this again, you know, it's been fun, I really enjoyed, uh, so yeah. Uh, and then just before you go, uh, where can people find you on social media? Absolutely, so you can find my, uh, uh, me on Instagram at Mighty Pegasus all together, on Twitter at Mighty Pegasus eight eight, and uh, if you on my art and my online store it's uh, mightypegasusart.com right. awesome yeah alright oh yeah yeah thanks right. again for coming on to the show I've had a lot of fun talking with you oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's been fun for me too <laughs> thank you guys yeah thank, thank you, you. Well, talk to you later alright bye 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 that guy was awesome oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed those questions a lot. I think he gave us some really unique perspective as a uh, an artist versus, you know, just a cosplayer or whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. Um, before we welcome in our other special guest we're going to have tonight, uh, do you want to give us our anime assignment, Zerio? Uh, yeah, so this week your assignment is Mob Psycho 100. Uh, it's both, it, we're going to watch two seasons, total of 25 episodes. It's the entire series. Um, and it is phenomenal. I've noticed we've been on a kick of kind of like a little more eccentric anime, uh, and I kind of want to keep that going for for right now. I promise it will keep going next week. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Bob Psycho 100 is one that's that's pretty close to my heart. Uh, I I didn't give it the respect it deserved the first time I watched it, and then I tried it again years later, and truly fell in love with it. So hopefully that uh, that happens with you guys as well. Nice. And with that, I think, uh, Zero, it's time to introduce our other special guest. Uh, you guys know her, you love her. She's been here before. Our number one fan, Kaylee, has come back to talk Woo-hoo! with us about uh, last week's assignment and hang out with us for a little bit. The return of Posimon. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. It's, it's going. I'm just in a car, so As one does. I apologize for background noise. Uh, I mean, that's okay. We're in, uh, you know, 19th century Ohio, and Frenchie's getting his uh, head licked by a horse right now. Kind of into it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, it sounds like I'm really missing out on something, then. Yeah. You are. Except for the fact that we're always stuck in June 29th. July 29th. July, oh, July 29th. 29th. We'll never see Anime Iowa. Yeah. Uh, Possibly. Or no, anime. I don't want to be <laughs> Right? Alright, let's discuss the ones within. Ones within. I assigned this, obviously, because it was another one that I found on TikTok, and the literal first thing that I saw on TikTok for this show, and it's a scene in the show, was the moment with uh, Pandaro getting introduced and just sneezing on (laughs) Iridae, and I was like, that's adorable, I need to assign this. I didn't even know what the rest of the concept was. I saw it that moment, and I'm like, count me in. And then I started looking at what the actual show was about, and I'm like, 
definitely count me in because, like you, like a lot of people do, like the isekai kind of uh, genre with anime. But I don't think I've ever seen or heard of an anime that does the isekai, isekai trope, but with more of a live streamed twenty four seven hit a specific amount of views to escape. It's like a fake out isekai. Yeah, yeah. because they're not actually in another world. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like Greed Island. Now yeah. That you can, now that we can talk to you about Hunter Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crimson has officially finished Hunter Hunter. Woo! And that'll be for another episode. But, yeah, uh, like I said, I signed it because I saw it on TikTok and I thought it was interesting, and then seeing that it was only 12 episodes, I was like, it's a short anime, it, I'm down. So, yeah, that's my take on kind of how it started. I'm going to save my opinion for a little later, because... I'm just saying the kids are stupid. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, of course they're stupid. <laughs> Yuzu figured out that they're watching all the time, and she knew that the... Views were jumping when she started being sexual towards Kari, and it's like, mm. if you do that more, you're going to get a hundred million views and go home. Yeah, I agree. But she isn't supposed to make them go home. I don't think. No, yeah. I get it. Yeah, but like, they're still stupid. They are. They're stupid. not doing anything that would make you want to get views. Fucking beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, do the stuff that is the most controversial thing you can do. And that will get you more views. Yeah, like I, I and I think you can really notice that because if you look at the fucking puzzle game that they played to get the one dude out of the white room, oh the white, yeah, their views did not climb very mm. high from that, and that makes sense because who wants to watch people build a, a blank white jigsaw puzzle? But in all fairness, um, he technically didn't have that as a game per se. It no, was but a, they're still always watching them. Yeah, the, yeah. There were still people that were that were watching them at the time. Yeah. Plus, I think with the whole uh, thing about uh, Roro being the re- uh, recorder, kind of goes back to like she'll help them to an extent get their views, but again, she's more there for. Packa's sake. And I'm... From what... They set up for a second season, and I think it's been rumored for a second season, so I'm really curious as to how that second season's going to pan out with... I just want to know why the fuck they picked an alpaca. (laughs) Yo, the the mascot slash leader of the entire island. I like to address that, like, in my mind, Packa almost reminds me of a more human... uh, Koro Sensei, with just his demeanor. Yeah, I really liked uh, closer to to the end when they after they did get the guy out of the the white room and he's trying to tell them about the next game, but he's being real shy about it and he's like, uh, so yeah a little bit off air for a second of how annoying these names are and I just had to say this on air that the only reason I can remember the fucking main character's name Akatsuki yeah. because his name's fucking Akatsuki it makes you think of Naruto yeah. the, the organization yeah fucking Aki it's the exact same for me can we talk about how terrifying and creepy Yuzu is um terrifying terrifying yes creepy yes I want to know where the fuck going with this. Like, you just agreed with my entire statement. Yeah. <laughs> but she, again, it, there's more in her mind than she's letting on. 
I don't want to know what's more in her mind. The little bit it's, I've seen is scary. Yeah, that's what true. What I'm curious about is why, like, the picture, there was a picture that uh, Onigasaki saw of her and Aki, but their faces were scratched out. Uh, I don't want to know about that. Not only that, it was a uh, two, it was like a, a torn picture that was taped back together. Yeah. Like, I'm curious as to, like, again, I know she's the recorder, but I'm, because, again, he mentioned how, like, you know, they worked to get, like, they did a thing together and yeah, stuff, but like a there's more to it. I'm curious as to what else is behind she, the scenes. She's just obsessed with him. Clearly. I, I, I want to know if he has anything to do with it. Yeah. I, so, uh, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. I think that Akatsuki is really shady, and I do not trust him, but I do not think that he has anything to do with the game itself. I just think he's kind of a shady person. I think he has something to do with it, because, like, Paka, like, specifically singles him out sometimes. Yep. And, like, there was a screenshot of him, like, staring at a picture of him. I think he's got something to do with it. I don't think he knowingly has something to do with it. That's yeah, I can see that, because... Because Paka has mentioned before that he mostly just likes Akatsuki because of how willing he is to play all these games. Yeah. Also, I fucking hated Akatsuki. I, he drove me fucking crazy. I loved him. And the reason I loved him is because it's the Midoriya voice, but it's overly, like... Positive. Here's the problem. The that's more, why I don't trust him. The more exactly, I hear that's why. that character and his character in Listeners, the more I fucking hate his voice for Midoriya and Luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Listeners is he, fair. He, he has a voice. <laughs> I think he did great with the voice on here. Especially... Oh, no, he's great. But then I just dislike it more for these fucking, like, badass superhero type characters. Yeah, that's Which fair. is troubling because he's fucking perfect as Midoriya. Yeah. I think I think my favorite part with uh Eerie Day and there's so many, but I think my favorite like episode with him in it was the one uh the second episode with the panda and the afro where they had to hatch the egg. Oh yeah. <laughs> and everybody everybody's truest desires melted into it. And then fucking so like, Ikawa just Afro. Ikawa's uh, uh, obsession with Afros is the best thing, yes. especially when he was a baby and his butt sprouted into <laughs> a full afro. afro. <laughs> I just like that uh, Akatsuki just like, I miss Pandoro. <laughs> and then it's a panic. The way she spoke annoyed me. But it was like, it annoyed me in the funny way. Because I'm it just is so ugly, ugly and no one will love me. And she started me. tearing out her afro. He loves me. He loves me, Doc. Like, they, they clearly did that voice to annoy people. But at the same time, like, it works for that episode. Because of the whole game being, you have to hatch this egg and have them fall in love with the most popular person in school. So, it, in that setting, it made a lot of sense. Okay, so Posimo, what were your, some, of, some of your big takeaways from this show? Well, I thought it was an interesting show. Uh, I, I enjoyed watching it. It wasn't obviously my absolute favorite show, but it, wasn't, it definitely was not the worst. And I was, I was intrigued. I, you know, want to know why this whole thing's going on. I know they're doing it for views, but 
whose idea is it and why is it a thing um and the whole thing about she's it's a Kotsky part of it or not was kind of kept me intrigued and the the one guy that uh I love him I can't remember his name though the the star with a K the guy that uh he becomes friends with Akatsuki, even though he's kind of... Kudo? Kudo, that's the, it. The one with, like, the, the motorcycle helmet on his neck? Yes. The one who yes. sounds like a always pissed off Asta? He yes. basically just sounds like Bakugo. Yeah. Yes. I, I, he's probably my favorite character. I like Akawa, too. <laughs> um, but, so that, that episode with the whole the, you know, hatching the girl and stuff like that. I found it wasn't the most popular person. Ended up being, like, the teacher. Yeah, that yeah. was weird. That was real weird. Yeah. Which was super weird. And I'm like, okay, did you have to have to be a teacher? And then he was a jerk, so... But that was, I think that was also kind of the point, was because of the fact that, like... It made the challenge harder because yeah. he was a jerk. But pedophilia yeah. should never be the goal. That's yeah, true. that that's a hundred percent accurate. Ah, uh, fuck. And and putting a little, sprinkling some bestiality onto it doesn't make it better either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I will yeah, say, no joke. I did really enjoy the baby episode where they had to get yes. the sprout. I thought Karin was hilarious. Oh my word! And also, my favorite character is fucking Himiko. Yes, specifically because of the flashbangs. <laughs> I was about to say, can we talk about Himiko? Because she's a gem to this world. I gotta take care of this precious baby. Hi, <laughs> and then every time she got flustered, just flash grenades, and everybody was afraid of her for it. Yeah, she even did it to the door, to the lava door, and he was like, oh, so what you're saying is that there were fireworks. <laughs> God. So who are you guys' favorite characters then? I know who yours isn't. I just said that Himiko's my favorite. I fucking... Himiko. And I loved it too, because a couple of the times you saw the eyes, like, shrivel up. And it was straight up, and like, that's a fucking design from Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like, the eyes just shriveled like that. It's the, like, that's definitely like a Rick the, and Morty mouth. The number three. Yeah. Uh, and I have a hard time deciding who my who my favorite one might be. Pandero. Um, Pandero's pretty great. Uh, for all, like, two episodes he's in, three yeah. episodes he's in. You know, he's, he's in the background on most of them. Yeah. True. And, you know, he's the only reason that Akatsuki survived past episode three. Yeah. Um, man, who is my favorite character? Probably, uh, I, I really like um, uh, that Zachary guy, the one with the mask. Mm. Oh! Mm-hmm. Uh, Oshigiri? The, the, yeah, the, the stealth game specialist. Yeah. That's terrified to talk to women. Yeah, that was kind of reminds me of me in that aspect. Yeah. <laughs> His name's also partially Zach. It is. I think my favorite character is a tie between uh, Aikawa and Himiko. Aikawa because he's always sleeping, which is literally life goals at that point. But also, like, just when he does talk, it's the most random thing ever. Afro. Afro. And then, like, when he when they were cooking and everything, he's like, boil it. 
And that was it. And then they're like, excuse me? That's the first thing you're going to say? Which the prayer, the prayer for the egg to make it hatch was hilarious. And they were starting to talk about, like, what would good go good well with eggs? And they're just naming off a bunch of foods. And Kudo's like, huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I love this show. Yeah. I enjoyed it very much. Really good. There was a lot of, like, there were great funny moments. But then when it got to, like, the nitty-gritty serious moments, it hit, like, a rock. I, I think it did. Because, like, it, the first episode with the Ouija board? I didn't give a fuck about the spirit girl I thought that entire thing I'll be your friend as she's burning you to death no that well, I just thought that I was say, when I say it hits like a, when I say it hits like rock, I mean like cause she looked creepy as fuck yeah with those eyes and everything and then the hide and seek episode that was also kind of oddly disturbing yeah but it got really uh low risk as soon as uh as soon as you see that they just put like a thing on your face also uh the game feels much more low risk when, um, A, your supervisor allows you to play a game to try to rescue your lost friends, and B, will stop, we'll call them NPCs, from killing the players, as we saw in the, the Demon Hut. Oh, yeah. Where he just straight up was like, yeah, stop, uh, stop trying to kill this guy. And Despite the fact that he was straight up like, yeah, death here is real. There's no respawn. If you go fight these demons, they're OP and they will kill you. Like, But I think, again, and it goes back to the story in the background with Paka. Like, he's telling the players that because he wants them to kind of give it their all kind of a thing. But, I feel again, there's more to Paka than he's leading on. Like in in the background and everything, like you know he's up to something. I, I, one, I go ahead. One of the big detriments for me for this show is kind of like Azaria was saying that it felt very low risk. I never felt like any of the players were in actual danger. Yeah, and that and I've watched a lot of isekai. Isekai is my favorite genre of anime. If there's no real risk, it doesn't put me in any sort of like oh shit like the ones where they're playing like actual video games like when we were watching Bofree it's like mm-hmm. oh shit you don't want them to die but like okay they're gonna be back yeah <laughs> I yeah cause with Bofree that was a comedy aspect yeah it was a know? parody of yeah. a lot of isekai yeah but with this one we are supposed to believe that they are in actual danger and they try to play it off like they're just like these people are just really good at video games but are really good at games in general, but at, like how much of it is skill and how much of it is actually it's just low risk. And with the low risk thing, though, and again, it goes back to what's going on in the background because it shows there's a lot of low risk. But again, I feel like Pack is there's something in the end game that he's planning besides hitting 100 million views kind of thing. Like there's something that he's working towards that he's using these players for that while the challenges seem low risk it's all for like the big end game because they've been chromosome things at the end but we don't we've never found out what those are for yet no that'll so, come out in season two but yeah which I think now I'm like they're probably also trying to make God yeah. <laughs> ones who are closer to God yeah. god damn it it's a tie in <laughs> I 
My other big thing, too, is that the games just kind of suck. Like, they don't even seem like fun games to play, or just well-designed games. I will say, that board game, the board game at the last episode, though... Yeah, that that one was interesting, but it wasn't even a fucking level. Yeah, that was just a bonus stage. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it was still something that could they could do, which it, I... And even then, when they presented a risk of a bonus stage making you lose a player forever, they're immediately like, oh, but you can circumvent that problem entirely with a magic ticket. But now I'm curious as to what Eerie Day saw. Because we kind of got an idea of what he saw. I think that's his mom, isn't it? Yeah, but... The one he talked about in the episode directly prior. Yeah, but, again, there's a lot of questions that this raises and that's why it keeps me interested because I'm sure he's got creepy vibes for his mom. And then at the very end credits credits quote unquote, there was that other group of four that showed up. I'm if I remember correctly, one of them was one of the uh outcasts, for lack of words. Or the uh one of the gr- ones who ended up in the white room, the one with the glasses. Oh, one of the underground guys? Yeah. One of those two guys? I think at the end of the what? credit area, I thought that was happening like in real time. I, I it I looked familiar. That that the name was, sounded familiar. I kind of figured that that might have been uh, Akatsuki's adopted family or family, whatever, because he said yeah. his mom wasn't his real mom. Um, I'm still just the part that I hate the most is like I keep talking about too of like oh it's kind of low risk. He doesn't seem. I think that at the end of season one, one of them should be dead and or in the White Room permanently without the ability to escape. I, I mean, okay. I, I liked them using the White Room as kind of a thing to set up this kind of underground thing. Yeah, but probably should have stayed there. Yeah. I, and it would have I, set up the nice B-plot. Yeah. Because we don't have a B-plot. I also thought it was stupid that Sakura... It's, just leave it to Sakura being a stupid character again. Um... <laughs> The fact that she didn't want to see her brother, it's like, what, why? Yeah. What, what is the problem with letting some of the other people know about this organization where there's three of you? <laughs> well, I think the reason they didn't want to say anything is because... And it goes back to what uh, Onigasaki was saying of um, whether pa- Paka actually knows if they're down there or not. So, he has to know. Like, I mean, he has to know. I'm sure he does, but... He's got um, cameras in the white room. Yeah. We've seen him looking in there. But also, she said it was like four years since she's seen her brother kind of a thing. So she's built bonds with these people as well. But there's so, three of them. <laughs> yeah, but again, still, she built the bonds with these people, and she knows that Onigasaki now kind of has a way to get and like find them. So, he doesn't know where she even is still there. Um, I think from her perspective, she's probably looking at it at two, one of two ways. Um, she either doesn't trust her brother. To, she definitely doesn't trust her brother to keep calm about that kind of information. Yeah, so, so she, yeah. So she probably assumes that either he's going to go batshit crazy and try to fuck up Paka for throwing her ever in the white room at any point. Or he'll try to leave and be with uh, his sister, which compromises their whole operation because Paco will be like, where the fuck did he go? Yeah. Well, there's no way he would react 
calmly because he literally spent his two years trying to get captured exactly. into the ones within. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I uh, I kind of see where she's coming from. I don't agree with her. But she clearly just doesn't She just doesn't her. want her brother to walk in while she's getting dicked down by the blonde dude. Oh my god. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, you're not wrong. And then the redhead's gonna cry about it. <laughs> I, and I will say, I talk a lot of shit because there, I do have some problems with it, but I really liked the show. Like, I enjoyed watching it a lot. I am excited for season two. Yeah. I will keep watching this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting. Yeah, um... Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hoping for a season two. Was it? Did you say it was confirmed for a season two? Or? It's been rumored right now. I'm not. I haven't oh. gone much deeper looking for if there is going to be a second season or not. And it came out in like mid 2019. Yeah. So yeah. considering the previous year we've had, what happened in the previous year? Oh, oh, just this and that. Actually, they get confirmed. A panoramic. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. A panorama. <laughs> Panora? Yeah. Uh, season. Ex- we can expect season two to come sometime early 2022 or end of 2023. So, roughly in that. That is a massive time window. Look, I know, but. I mean, with the pandemic and everything. No, okay, but I they still it. were turning out anime pretty consistently during the pandemic. Yeah, and that's still a, like an almost two year window. That's like some Attack well, on Titan. Okay. Level the dates might out. not be official, but it has been confirmed it's getting a second season. <laughs> Don't know when, but it's been confirmed for a second season. I'm happy for know. the announcement, but that kind of window, you might as well just not even get one. <laughs> Fair. Maybe next week. We'll think about it. Uh, could, could hey, be next year. Could hey, can we have season that? two? I'm not really feeling it. <laughs> Hashtag literally any show that should have gotten a second season, Dead Man Wonderland. I mean, the fact that we're getting a second season of Devil's a Part-Timer after eight years is great. That's fair. Alright, let's go on I'm ratings. I'm excited for that. As you should be, that show's amazing. Yeah. Yes, it is a fantastic show. It is. Alright, let's go on ratings. Ruin my day. I was going to say, you go first. I told you, I messaged in the chat that Cole's either going to be heartbroken or really excited... Because he's going to be heartbroken it's not 10 out of 10s, but he should be really excited that he's getting high reviews. Yeah. yeah. You, you I'm giving this a 10 out of 10, because I thoroughly enjoyed it. But was it a perfect show? I think like it was. Though. It kept me interested, like, since episode one, and kept me driving. Like, I wanted to watch... My wife wanted to watch this with me, and we started watching a few episodes together, but, man... I basically got to the point where, like, Sunday came around, and I was like, I need to finish this before Tuesday. And Erica's like, okay, you can finish it up. And I'm like, thank you. And I slammed through those episodes because I was was having a great time with that show. Yeah, there were its flaws, but honestly, like, it kept me engaged long. Like, it kept me engaged the entire thing that I easily over, like, I looked over the flaw because of how interested I was in the story and what was going on behind the scenes. So, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. I loved it. That's fair. Um, I'm going to give it a 9. Um, the only... I Honestly, I truly loved this show. Uh, and the only reason I'm actually giving it a 9 is because 
uh, I have a really hard time remembering like the first three episodes and that's kind of a problem because it makes me because there are like key things that obviously happen right they get to the island episode one and they get and they find the panda uh, and there's the and, and Ouija episode, board. Yeah, episode two, there's the Ouija board and the... the episode one was the Ouija board. Oh, that was still episode one? Yeah. See? Or no, wait, hold on. You actually... But, you can't even remember. Yeah, but... No, episode but, one was the Ouija board, episode two was the dating sim, and then episode three was uh, the uh, the man-eaters. Okay, so yeah, see, I almost forgot entirely about the man-eaters. And see, um, the, but the it's Man only Eaters, a, Man Eaters to me was the best episode. I, really? And they even made this show coming. They made it come back in the last episode when they have that like Coliseum s thing. I, I remembered them in the uh, um, the the gambling yeah. bonus stage. Um, that was actually. But I don't really remember much about the episode, and and it being a twelve episode series so far, uh, remember it and not being able to remember three episodes is. I mean, in a all fairness, crucial, but. not remembering the first three episodes compared to, like, how much more story gets built in later. That's true. But again, it is only 12 episodes. Alright. But yeah. Uh, but I'm only docking... I I can only justify docking one point for that, because the rest of it is... I'll accept it with a grain yeah. of salt. Because <laughs> I do, I do uh, love the characters. Um, this, the soundtrack was pretty good, but... Uh, it didn't uh, stick to me too much. Alright, I'll take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> but I did really love watching uh, watching the show. Uh, Posimon, what do you think? I would give it about an eight and a half, nine. Like, I, it's basically for some of the same reasons that you had. Like, there were episodes that were kind of more forgetful than others. Um, No, we're doing that at 10. <laughs> it's almost the same thing once you include Fine. decibels. It was also going to be a better score for you. Oh. It was going to be... It'd be that. basically be an 8.8 .8 instead of an 8.5. I would I would rate this a high B+. Plus. Is Fair enough. If the entire series was as good as episode 5, which had a couple really good humor moments, like when both of the fucking plants were the same person and they both ended up being plants... <laughs> And there's you hear Kudo or what are the Kuda? Yeah, Kudo. Just fucking yell. They're both imposters. I love that episode because it also had some intrigue and the twist at the end, where the Aki in the episode had been a the boss the entire time. 
where yeah. she hit, was going to hit him with the hammer. Oh, yeah, and yeah. she, like, corners him in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember that. And it's a oh, great no. twist with... episode three. Okay, episode three. Again. Yeah. <laughs> if every episode was like that, it probably would have been a 10 out of 10. It had intrigue, it had suspense, it had a nice twist, and just a nice flow to the story. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that... I, to me, there were a couple episodes where I was just kind of bored. Like, not the dating simulator, but the one where they had to go into the temple, and it was Himiko and Kudo. Oh, uh, the truth-telling I didn't care about that episode at all. Personally, I really liked when they were at the door, but it was that was another one where it's like, oh, there's not really any actual consequence. Oh, because the, f- the ceiling tell- drops... Six inches. Yeah, and then he asks them to stop, and then they stop. Uh, and then the mummies do almost nothing, and we see yeah. them, like, what, once exactly? And yeah, and you thought it was going to be a much bigger hindrance, almost like the fucking, like, veggie men that uh, in Yu Yu show. Yeah. That were an actual hindrance. Yeah. Um, I very much enjoyed watching the show, but I I can't overlook its problems. And... I also, like Kaylee said, you, you compare it to other shows. To me, it wasn't as funny as Space Dandy. The music wasn't as good as Listeners. And the story wasn't as good as, like, Terror and Resonance. I, I'm just, like, trying to compare, like, what have we done to give something a 10 out of 10? I try to keep can- things contained into sort of their own thing. Personally. I try and, yeah, I would say, I don't try to, like, compare them to other anime, because every anime is going to be different. I always do, like... Is it a show that piqued my interest throughout the entirety that, while I had their flaws, was able to make me overlook them and still enjoy the show uh, kind of thing? Well, I'm not asking for something to make me overlook its flaws. For me, it's like a mix of personal enjoyment and mm-hmm. how well I believe it accomplishes the goal that the yeah. show set for itself. And see, I, I still look at that. That's one of the right. reasons I gave Fully Cooley a really high score. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not docking this show much at all. Right. Like, the couple problems that it did have just stopped it from being a perfect score for me. Because yeah, I'm looking... Me. If you look at the five shows, or however many, you know, Erased, what Wiki wants to count as Death Parade, uh, <laughs> Terran Residence, Gurren Lagann, there's not really any problems right. with those shows. They, they tell their story, there's intrigue, there's um, just great flow to it. To me, I thought that sometimes it would flow a little bit, get chopped up. We don't, we never get really a lot of, there's not a lot of world building, too. And I think that's kind of the point. But it's something that I kind of wish we knew a little bit more about the characters themselves. We don't get a lot of character development. They just kind of flip a switch and like, oh, Karin's the, the badass girl, but now she can be super motherly for some reason that we yeah. have no idea why. That, that's kind of my only knock against it, is I don't feel like there's a lot of character development, and I, I think that some of the episodes are very lackluster, but I do think this show has a lot of potential. Uh, I really do think it also kind of puts it into a, kind of a cleaner perspective when you stretched it out to out of 100, because 88 or an 8.8, if we're going by decimals, is... is a, a little bit closer to what I was probably actually thinking for the show, but I didn't feel comfortable enough to give it an eight and a half. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Because I felt it was definitely better than an eight and a half. But it is a, a really good show. I definitely think it wasn't a bad assignment at all. Yeah. And like I know you're disappointed you're not getting tens out of tens, but like I know. But you are you really are. You're you're doing really good shows. And, and also, I do like this this trend that I know I've said this before, but I like the trend that you've been doing of just finding random shows. Even if it's just like something you saw on TikTok, I I truly I I like it. I, I'm really respect respect the drip. Yeah, uh, there's two like I said, there's two shows that once they get dubbed, if they ever get dubbed, I want to assign because I, I was hoping this would be the one, but at least I have a good feeling about those two. Yeah, and you gotta remember too is that of the ones that were all given ten out of tens. Promise Neverland, we'd all already watched. All of us loved it already. Fair enough. Erased, Higgins had just watched it. Gurren Lagann is Wiki's favorite anime. Yeah. So. And then as for. Terran Resonance was. I read reviews on it and they got a lot of really good reviews. And the same with Death Parade. Yeah. Death Parade was just kind of that Dark Horse where. Dark Horse, it was just. Death Parade was just a great show. Like, yeah. It's just a very well done show in 16 episodes. Yeah. You got to remember, too, is like, yeah, you, you made a comment that each of everyone else already has a time 10. Consider the years and shows and stuff yeah. that we've also watched. And I'm sure that the three of us have all watched shows start to finish in 12 episodes that we did not like. We yeah, just absolutely. started. Got halfway through before we realized it, and it's like, well, fuck, I might as well finish it at this point. Yep. We're already here, so... <laughs> That's why I am with fucking Girl Panzer, <laughs> which is one of the weirdest shows I've ever watched. <laughs> yeah. But I think you are on the right track. I think you're... It's a huge improvement from uh, last season. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because eights and nines, when you think about it in terms of quality... Uh, like when we're giving away eights and nines, that's really not actually a light thing. Yeah. Those are great scores, especially when you're talking about reviewing stuff. Like the the eights and nines are the stuff that people like. That that's the stuff we want people to watch. Like these are these are the great things that you need to watch. Well, this is better than my last assignment I did. Because I, I don't remember High Rise Invasion. Invasion. I thought that was pretty solid. I forgot to add that in the list. No, I was talking about Beyond the Boundary. The Spectacle Beauty. Oh uh, yeah, Beyond the Boundary was not. Yeah. It was not great. Uh, I don't even remember what I gave that, but probably not great. Probably um, like a seven. But uh, High Rise Invasion, I liked a lot. Yeah, I think it's another one that had a lot of potential. I do think this or Ruby is still maybe Akadama Drive. I think are your top three. Yeah. Right now. For sure. And honestly, all three are shows that I'd recommend to people to watch. And, again, for someone who hadn't watched a lot of anime before we started, you're trending in the right direction. Yeah. And that's that. I'll get that goddamn 10 out of 10 eventually. I've told you you could cheat and assign Rising I'm sheet. not gonna cheat! I wanna get the 10 out of 10, like... On my own, well, like so, I want it, er, I want that sweet victory of knowing that I assigned a show, like without having to go to one that like everybody's seen or one well, that we all know is going to be a ten out of ten. I want to go. Then you need one. to find that show that has humor, great soundtrack, great story, character development. You need a jack of all trades. That <laughs> he handed a fucking jack at me. That's why I'm hoping the next two that the, like the two that I'm saving in my pocket 
that uh, still haven't gotten dubbed yet. That's why I'm hoping that those two are going to be good. Because I haven't... I've only seen the trailers for them. Or let me phrase that. I've seen the trailer for one of them, and I saw the intro song for the other one. And both of them look amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really hoping that they actually... Was the intro song like, Dear Maria? No. Because <laughs> it probably that, would work still. That That's the intro song to all anime, of course. For those of you who are wondering what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Vivi, the Fluorescent Eyes song, and Moriarty, the Patriot. Spoilers. Oh, no. It's almost like I'm going to end up assigning them anyways once they get dubbed. Yeah. If they get Spoilers. if they if they get dubbed. If they don't get dubbed by like the end of the year or something like that, then I'll probably just assign them subbed and suffer. And have Wiki have his moment of praise watching a sub show. I bet he might not even say anything about it unless you brought it up to him. Yeah. Oh, he and probably one more. wouldn't think about it because that's just his natural state of being. I forgot there was also one more that I've been keeping in my back pocket that we'll has been it. under the bus. But keep I'm not it in your back anything. pocket. I'm not going to say anything on it, but it's another one that's piqued my interest. Yeah. But I'll, t- I'll right take now, the reviews with a small grain of salt. Sign later, depending on how I feel about it when I'm done. What's up? I said uh, there's one I'm going through right now that I might assign later, depending on how I feel about it. I already know what I'm assigning next week because I want him to keep keep watching Yu Yu Hakusho, so I uh, I'm gonna do a short one, and I've been holding onto this one for a while. Fair enough. Speaking of which, reminder: Mob Psycho 100 seasons one and two. Yes, yeah. 25 episodes. Oh, real quick, last announcement. Do you want to give it or go ahead? Uh... For the anime panel, for Anime Iowa, for those who are going to be there, uh, the official day that we will be there is Saturday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. We're we're a night panel. We're 11 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. We're going to be there 11 hours. I read the times wrong. Rock it out. (laughs) I read the times wrong. 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. We got a late night on Saturday. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, come, if you're going to be at Anime Iowa, come check us out. We're uh, probably going to have some competitions where people can win some gift cards. So that'd be neat. Yeah, I'll be there. I'd hope yeah, so. Yeah, you better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we wrap this one up? Let me get that goddamn ten out of ten. <laughs> uh, huge uh, shout out to our guests today. Was it Mighty Pegasus? Mighty, Mighty Pegasus. Pegasus and Kaylee. <laughs> but uh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> Check out uh, Mighty Pegasus Art, I think he said, on uh, Instagram and his website, and then at Mighty Pegasus 88 on Twitter. Yeah, yeah Mighty Pegasus on Instagram, MightyPegasusArt.com, and then Mighty Pegasus 88. Yep. Yes. All right. Real cool guy. We'll definitely need to talk to him again. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for uh, joining me here in uh, July 29th, 1862, forever. No, uh, I'm going to home. <laughs> oh, it's only that forever here. You can leave. There's a carriage right there. I told you about that in the beginning. Come on, uh, keep up, Crimson. I don't know if I trust that carriage. I might just walk. Uh, <laughs> you listen to the horses, too? Yes, actually, yeah. I am. Well, the one that's been licking Frenchie's hair for the uh, for the past What hour. hair? <laughs> Your beard. It came around for the beard. For yeah. a cow uh, lick whenever a horse lick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thanks so much again for joining us for another episode of the Weekly Weebs. We will catch you again next week with more Weeby Fun. Bye! Bye. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weaves podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.